You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here. And now it's time to get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. My name is Pyle, and Today we are doing a little bit of a heart to heart about soulmates. So this episode is for you if you are currently manifesting your soulmate, whether you kind of just had the desire or you've been daydreaming about it since you were little, or if you've been specifically trying to manifest your soulmate for a long time and you haven't seen that many shifts, wherever you are, this episode is for you. I want to share um, very openly, very vulnerably about just the journey of manifesting your soulmate and things that I wish I understood earlier. Now, it's a little bit hypocritical for me to tell you some things that I wasn't able to implement myself sooner, um, but eventually I did implement them and I was able to manifest my soulmate. So hopefully you can learn a little bit from me and skip some of those lessons in terms of living them in your own life and learn them from me. And that's really what this episode is about. I feel like when I was on the journey of manifesting my soulmate, I saw so many people manifest their soulmates, except nobody talked about what it was actually like. And I think the biggest thing, if I'm looking back on my own experience, the one thing I wish I did more, and it's not even a regret, but it's just something I see far too much in our current society, in just cousins of mine, and just in the way the world is, is it's almost like we're spending so much time focusing forward on our soulmate that we're forgetting to enjoy what single, quote unquote, single life is like. Just the life where you can do whatever you want. Not that meeting your soulmate is restricting or you have to act differently, but there is a lot of freedom that I think people don't talk about and freedom in the sense of freedom to really learn who you are. Not necessarily freedom to do whatever you want, but freedom to peel back and understand yourself. I think, and I feel so strongly about this because I was someone who was either always talking to someone, always dating, always had a boyfriend for a pretty long time of my life. And even if it wasn't like a proper solid boyfriend, there was always someone who was on my mind or I was talking to. And very little time was spent of me enjoying just me, me enjoying my life, me enjoying friends, me enjoying even the people I was talking to. It was always like a, when are they going to text me back? When are we going to be official? When is this going to happen? It was never out of enjoyment. It was always out of when is this next step actually going to happen? And if I could go back and change one thing, that would be what I would change from my own journey. And I would just be really curious as to when you hear me talking about this, where do you think you're at? Do you feel like you genuinely enjoy just kind of that in between where it's like, okay, you know, you're ready for a soulmate, but do you still feel like you're enjoying time with friends? Do you feel like you're enjoying time with yourself? Or are you like kind of just waiting for it to be over, waiting for it to be replaced with somebody else? And 
don't be, judge yourself. I'm not judging you because I'm being fully honest. I don't think I enjoyed enough of my time by myself until post-marriage. And honestly, it is some of my best moments and my most memorable moments is when I finally understand who I am. And when I manifested Tom, it was a brief moment and a brief kind of few weeks of this is who I am. And it was so much fun. And I've told this story a hundred times, but I'll say it really quickly again. I basically got out of a two to three year relationship in college. I was so fed up. I was kind of working around um, this person's life, which is just my personality. And I'm sure it's a lot of you guys too, where it's like when you find someone, you're willing to kind of drop everything and make anything work. And that's just out of love. So it's nobody's fault. It's not a weakness. It's kind of a strength, I think, to be able to love that hard. However, I really got fed up because I didn't feel like it was being reciprocated and it felt inauthentic to an extent. And to me, I had to hit the breaking point of I'm exhausted. I'm tired of living my life for you. And we broke up and I booked a ton of trips. I booked solo trips to Seattle, to Europe, to India. I went everywhere. And it was probably some of the most fun I've ever had. But the kind of weird thing is, is that the first trip was when I met Tom. First trip. And I didn't want to. I literally was like, I want to be single. I was, it was my senior year of college last semester. I was about to start my corporate job like four or five months later. So I was like, let me just be fully single, like not talking to anybody and kind of in a limbo, not hoping someone is going to want me to like be their girlfriend but just let me be fully single, like actually enjoy this. And when I finally made that decision for myself, I ended up meeting Tom and I wasn't, it was truly, I wasn't looking. It was like an irresistible pull I felt with him. Um, and I have, I'm sure, actually, I know I have episodes on me and Tom's story a little bit. They're really old. So you'll, my voice will probably sound really different. However, I do have episodes on that. And it just goes to show that I think, and so many people in my life who've manifested their soulmates, it came when they finally were genuinely ready to be with themselves. And you can't force that, honestly. So I'm not sitting here expecting you after listening to this episode, you're done and you're over it and you're ready to just be there for yourself. But it's just another example that hopefully you can add to your mind. You can add to your knowing that if you want your soulmate, they will come. But there are so many layers that we kind of get in the way for. And I think a huge layer is that we're afraid of ourselves. And for me, I still truly didn't get that much time with myself when I met Tom. Granted, all of these trips I was by myself, but I was still texting him and FaceTiming him. So I wasn't fully single either. But I still went on these trips by myself. It's not like he joined me on any of these. I didn't see him for like six months after, I think, um, we were long distance from day one. We saw each other a few weekends, but we didn't spend more than two days together at a time. And so I was alone a lot, but for me, my spending time with myself came out of force of a long distance relationship. So I think I was still forced to learn how to be with myself and learn how to take care of myself because 
when we started dating, I was like, oh, okay, let me like cancel plans if you're going to be free so we can FaceTime. And Tom would get so mad. He would be like, stop living your life around me. You've got to do your own thing. And I get that we're long distance, but you have to have your own life. And it took a while. I will not lie. I will say, I think it took me about a year to fully start to learn how to just be there for myself and not plan my entire life, my entire existence around somebody else just because I wanted to love him like that. Because what that really was, was a lack of love for myself. Not that I'm not allowed to plan my life for him, but I was also avoiding subconsciously not, I wasn't even aware of it, but I was avoiding my own insecurities. I was avoiding my fears of abandonment. I was avoiding my just anxiety about spending time with myself and shame around who I really am. And I feel like that was one of the biggest things that shifted my journey is I always will say this. I think not only did Tom teach me how to love him and be unconditionally loving towards him, but he really, I think the biggest thing he taught me was to love myself. And I literally get emotional about this. Um, One, as I'm recording this, he's out of town and we haven't talked in like 10 days and that's like our military days. He's out in the wilderness. So we haven't talked for literally two weeks and it feels like old military days. So it's kind of that old programming coming back, but it's so powerful when you can really learn to love yourself because I think so many of us seek our soulmates out of a desire to feel a love from somebody else. And that is beautiful. I will not deny how amazing it is to be with your person. It is one of my favorite things ever. But what feels even better than that is being able to feel that same, if not even more, like energy of love with yourself, being able to feel so excited about who you are and passionate about who you are and just in love with every aspect of yourself, or at least learning to be in love with every aspect of yourself, even if it's not there all the time. But just that process of falling in love with yourself is such a beautiful journey that I think at one point or the other, in order to truly become one and connect with your soulmate, that that is a requirement. Whether or not you do it before or when you meet your soulmate, um, for me, it was after I met Tom, I was forced to still be apart from him which was my least favorite thing. I hated long distance relationships, let alone not even being able to text him half the time. Like he couldn't text for weeks at a time because he was in military training. So there were so many layers that I was forced into. And I think no one fully talks about the fact that in order to meet your soulmate, you have to connect that deep love within yourself, whether or not it's before or after but it will come. And so if you can fall in love with that process, if you can not avoid or reject or hide from that process, you'll find how amazing you are. I always get a ton of questions in my DMs from people asking how I can manifest 
The truth is you can really manifest anything as long as it's for the greatest good. And if you're having trouble manifesting something right now, or you feel stuck on your journey, I have a really beautiful resource I've made for you. It's a free quiz. It's called the Manifestation Archetype Quiz. And it's something that I've created so you can find out your manifestation style to give you more clarity on your spiritual journey. After taking the quiz, you're going to receive the best resources for your specific archetype to help you attract your desires based on where you're at and what you want to create. So you can find a link to the quiz in the show notes or just head to my website at www.affirmation-addict.com. I think we're so scared of connecting with ourselves and feeling love for ourselves because it's almost scary to feel like you don't need anybody. But honestly, when you have a deeper level of love for yourself, your relationships, your friendships, your romantic relationships become even more passionate, even more love filled that you couldn't even imagine. Me four years ago, I was in a very insecure state. I was in a very uncertain state with with my relationship, with my family, with my career, with everything, honestly, about me and my relationships back then, same people. I have a lot of the same people in my life were so much less fulfilling. And now that I have such a deep level of love for myself, all of my relationships, including my relationship with Tom, feel so much deeper, feel so much more filled with unconditional love that I can't even stress or emphasize the fact that I really, really do think that when you are manifesting your soulmate, you're at the same time, whether you want to or not, manifesting a deeper relationship with yourself. And I think at times we avoid that. We run from that. We're scared of digging into our shadows, acknowledging all aspects of us good and traditionally or societally not so good. But it is probably the most freeing thing. And with that, that benefit you get is also probably opening your heart and energy up for your soulmate. And I will emphasize that you can't force this. It is a shift that will come from within. You will feel the difference. But with this knowledge, the one thing you can do is ask yourself how you can enjoy spending time with yourself more. And it's not just for the pictures. It's not just to do it as a result of getting your soulmate. It's regardless of your soulmate. How do I enjoy my time with myself? How do I just so thoroughly enjoy hanging out with myself? For me, it's skincare, it's cooking, and it's making herbal recipes and then creating content. Those are the ways I love spending time with myself. I just feel like I'm having so much fun. I feel like I'm learning more layers about myself and exploring those and giving myself permission to like be curious about myself. We almost forget to be curious about ourselves. We're curious about the rest of the world and everybody else's life and we're so nosy. But what if you turn that nosiness and that kind of stalking habit we all do on Instagram to stalking yourself? What if you could just really understand who you are and fall in love with that and embrace it or change what you want to change? But for me, the one thing I wish I did earlier is this, is not even earlier, but I think I didn't know this actually. So I feel like just the awareness that this is a step, this is a process in manifesting your soulmate, your insecurities are going to come right up to the surface. So if you try and suppress them, if you're not willing to talk about them, if you're not willing to work through them, it's going to be a cycle. You might not be able to keep maintaining relationships with yourself or others. And so 
when it comes to manifesting your soulmate, if there is one thing you take away from this is enjoy being single, enjoy your time with you because it's pretty normal for when you do get into a relationship and step into a new relationship, you're learning about somebody else. You're welcoming someone else into your world. Someone else is welcoming you into their world. So if you don't know who you are or how you want to be, it is going to be a learning journey. And that's what me and Tom experienced. We both learned and grew together, which was beautiful in its own way. But I think if people had some of the conflicts Tom and I had and some of the not fights, we didn't even get in fights, but just some of the situations Tom and I had, I think a lot of people would have broken up really quick. And so whether you do this by yourself or with somebody, just know that it's normal, that shadows are normal. It's not always going to be heart opening and rainbows and butterflies because it is meant to be an integrative and just deep diving journey of your soulmate is going to be your biggest mirror. It's going to be your biggest reflection of who you really are. And if you can walk into a relationship with that awareness, it leaves you room to grow rather than room to just expect only that person to change because it's always a two-way street. All of our relationships are a two-way street. So if you are manifesting your soulmate, please go easy on yourself and just know that your soulmate will not solve all your problems. Your soulmate is honestly going to amplify. It is going to amplify your insecurities. It is going to amplify the love you have. It is going to amplify the shadows and the light within you. And it's a beautiful journey. I think meeting Tom and developing our relationship has been probably one of my most spiritual experiences because we're both willing to learn together and we're both willing to have those conversations and grow together and we weren't always like that. He used to be very non-confrontational. He would never bring up anything. And I was always like begging to talk about something, but now it's kind of the opposite. Sometimes I'll shut down. Sometimes he'll have to actually pull things out of me. So it is a very vulnerable place to put yourself in. And I think we want the kind of external excitement and love that a soulmate brings, but sometimes we forget that there's a lot of vulnerability and rawness and fragility. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but being with your soulmate, your heart is in a very fragile place. And if you're not willing to look at that just with you and you, then realistically, how can you do that with somebody else too? So you, there is a correlation between your relationship with yourself and your relationship with your soulmate, because everything is still starting from you. And so the one tip, the one kind of piece of wisdom I can give to you is don't run away from yourself anymore. Don't hide your passion. Don't hide who you are. Start to really own it because when you start to own who you are and love who you are and love the way you show up in this world, the love the way you look, all of that, your soulmate will just be irresistible. Like you will be magnetic and your soulmate will have to come into your life. And it is one of the most kind of loopy backwards way of getting there, but I think it's inevitable. I feel like I've studied this time and time again. I feel like I've observed this in my friendships and my relationships, my own relationships. And it is probably the one commonality is your soulmate requires you to fall in love with yourself. Whether or not it happens before or after, that's 
you can't really plan for that. But the willingness and the awareness that that is going to be something and falling in love with yourself is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. And it's a game between me and me. And it reminds me that no one else can do that work for me. And I have to do that. And what my soulmate taught me, what manifesting Tom, literally my dream man, actually not my dream man from what I thought, but my dream man for my soul needed. Um, what he taught me is that falling in love with myself is probably the most spiritual, beautiful, love-filled thing I can do for myself and this world and my relationships. And it is the scariest thing because no one else can interfere. We love assigning labels and putting blame on people and saying you're not letting me feel heard or seen, but ultimately it's all you. And I think that's why manifesting your soulmate can be so scary sometimes because it starts to put you on a journey of you really realize how much of your life is a culmination of you, your mind, your soul. And you can't hide from that anymore because once we manifest our soulmates, we think, all right, all our problems are going to be solved. But in all, in all honesty, it really shows you that your resilience, your love, your heart is so much bigger and so much more than you realize. And you really can get through anything. And so this is not meant to be a kind of warning of an episode, but I really feel like manifesting your soulmate is it's work and it is shadowy and it is gloomy and it's confusing sometimes, but it's also some of the highest highs I've ever experienced in my life are because of Tom or with him. I know that for a fact and that is the magic of it, but also because of him and what he's taught me and because of our relationship, it's brought up some of my lowest lows. And I wouldn't change that for the world because out of those lows, more and more of my heart has opened for myself and it has allowed me to become the woman I am today. And I really love that version of me so far. And I'm excited to see how more and more layers of me unfold as our relationship continues forward and new things come up for us to navigate. So manifesting your soulmate isn't just as simple as, let me say my affirmations, he comes into my life or she or whoever, and that's it. It is a constant. It's even when they're in your life, there's so much more layers and work to be dove into that if you're not willing to do that, it'll feel like your soulmate is never there. But in reality, you are ready to receive your soulmate, but are you ready to receive the work and the journey that comes with it? That's the real question you have to ask yourself and play with and allow yourself to enjoy every single aspect of it. From being single to talking to the uncertainty if they're going to date you to, oh my gosh, are we going to get engaged to, wait, are we going to get married to, what are our families going to think to, kids to every single journey and creating your own definition of unconditional love and a conscious relationship. It is so fun yet so rewarding at the same time because it is such a culmination of inner work that I think it goes unnoticed. And honestly, props to so many people who've been in these long marriages and relationships because I think it takes work on every single person's end. And so it's a beautiful journey and you are worthy of manifesting your soulmate. They will show up into your life, but listen to this episode again and see what you can implement, what perspective shifts you can start to be okay with or what scares you about it. It's okay for you to be scared to manifest your soulmate. 
and still want it. Both can coexist, but be honest with yourself. That's probably the first thing you can do is just be real with who you are and what you're nervous about and start to accept that. Just fall in love with the process, fall in love with you and the rest will really come. So I hope this episode was helpful. I love you. I am sending so much love your way and thank you for being here. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you could rate, interview the podcast, and share it on your social media so I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today, and I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy.